people, and welcome to episode six of Dan and Jude's Enviro podcast. It's a quick review of the CPO team's activities in 2002. No? 2002? That's a long time ago. That is. Yes, 2022. Um, and for no other reason than we can, we're calling it That Was The Year That Was. For any listeners that may have accidentally stumbled upon us for the first time, can you tell them briefly what the CEPO team do? Okay, so CEPO stands for Community and Environmental Protection Officer. Um, and we are that team and we look after all sorts of environmental type crimes like litter, dog fouling, fly tipping, abandoning vehicles, graffiti, fly posting basically anything that has a negative impact on the local environment. Wonderful. So now you know what we do, let me just tell you a quick, some quick stats from our podcast because um, we are available on all your favourite podcast platforms, obviously, but particularly on Spotify who gave us some that, that, that wrapped 22 thing they did and there's some um, probably less than impressive stats for the year. But apparently we produced more content than 53% of other content providers in the same podcast category as us. I'm really not sure what, what that, that means. Not really. It means that other people who are rubbish like us. Yes, there's there's there's, there's, <laughs> there's as many amateurs out there as we are. Um, we have listeners all over the world, including Belgium and the USA. So I'd just like to say hello to Andy and Deirdre, who are listening, because I'm pretty sure I know who those people are that are listening in those countries. So um, yeah, there you go. Hello to them. And um, six of our listeners rate us as their favourite podcast. <laughs> They've obviously not listened to many podcasts. They obviously haven't. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Um, what, what have we done this year? Well, one of the things as we've talked about before in previous episodes is um, our litter picks. We've done 12 of those. And um, maybe Jude can tell us a little bit about how we did them, what we did them, who we did them with, etc. So community litter picks, uh, we normally we do these with partners such as platform housing um, and members of the members of the local communities um, where we go out, we provide all the equipment and we go out and do litter picks and we've done them all over the place and we've done mostly in Great Malvern area. Mainly, yeah. Um, we did a massive clear up of the Elgar Avenue um, estate and we had a big flatbed truck there taking away old fridges and washing machines. Yeah, that was a, a big old um, collaboration between our depot and platform. Our platform and us. Yeah, and some other, some other agencies helped out. Um, and, you know, it looks looks great afterwards and all the all the fly tipping had been removed and the litter picked up. Um, we, we've got equipment that people can, can borrow and we've lent it out to many, many groups. Oh, that's the uh, Doctor Street scheme yes and uh, but we've oh i see the, oh, sorry the community equipment that we can just yes. lend out yeah, I see. Yeah, so i'm confusing that. the issue don't listen to me listen to jude we've lent that out to a couple of local businesses who have done staff community litter picks around the area of their businesses they have and they've been very successful and they wanted to do more in the new year didn't they yeah so that's good as i've mentioned it now um adopt a street what's yeah. that all about well, Adopt a Street, if you don't know, it's where people sign up to adopt their chosen street or chosen area um, to keep clean. 
and we provide them with litter pickers, bags, um, high vis, and some some sort of health and safety guides. Yeah, yeah and gloves. And gloves, yeah. and uh, they go out and keep that area litter free. That's been very successful, hasn't it? Have we? How many sign-ups have we had this year? This in, year, in, in Malvern total, Hills. In the Malvern Hills, we've had 144 people sign up. That's quite impressive, really. And what's that? To what's the full total? How many is on the scheme in Malvern Hills altogether? The total number is 1,417, and that's made up of 927 individuals and about 50 groups. That is a very big number. And what we should have done is a little drum roll. So I'm going to do it again, even though they know. I'm going to ask for the number again. How many in total? 1,417. Very good. I'm very impressed with that. That's uh, And that's, if you're one of those yeah, people thank, who have signed up, pat yourself on the back Pat yourself now. on the back. And thank you very much. Yeah, we, um, we are very grateful. It, it does really, really help keep the district looking tidy as it, as it can. And uh, our other project that we run, the Green Dog Walker Scheme. Yes. And we've had 65 people sign up this year. That's not bad, really, because that, you know, obviously when we first launched that, we had lots of people sign up and there's, you know, it's well, not saturation, but it gets to a point where it slowed down a little bit. And and this is a scheme basically where people who, who own animals, who own a dog, Dogs they take a pledge um, to pick up after their dog always to carry extra poo bags to Indeed. lend to people who might not have one and to be a sort of general reminder to people to pick up and after it, their dogs and be our, our eyes and ears, eyes and ears yeah. on the ground. If you have picked up after your dog and you've got your poo bag, what can you do with your poo bag? Do you hang it in a tree or on a wall? Oh, <laughs> you know what? In Melbourne, any bin will do. Any bin will do. That's absolutely right. So as long as your 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 dog's poops um, bagged up, nicely tied up, you can pop it in any of the the public litter bins you see. That's fine, and it will um, get dealt with one way or the other. So, as we were saying, it's a bit of a review of the year and what we've done. So we've covered the litter picking and um, the green dog walkers, which are sort of two of our more community based schemes. But the actual sort of core of what we do is, as Jude said earlier. Uh, the fly tipping enforcement, things like that. So have you got some figures on how many reports of each type we've had in this year? I have. That's good. So we had a brief interlude then when... Um, we had to actually go and find the figures that we had written down, but we'd left them in another room. But we're so professional, you wouldn't have even noticed the uh, brief halt of proceedings. So what are the figures this year for um, all the various things that we do, as in enforcement side of things, e.g. reports that we get in on a daily basis? So in alphabetical order. Oh, very good. In um, reverse order. Let's start with abandoned vehicles. Okay. This year, in total... Can I, can I have a guess? You can. Because you can that a makes guess. it a little bit more fun. Okay. Well, it does for us, probably not for the listeners. So, Dan, how many abandoned vehicles do you, reports do you think we've had in 2022? Um, 73. Oh, it's more than that. 173. No, it's less than that. Uh, it's 139. 139. 
Now, most of those are probably, you know, we put a sticker on them and then they're reclaimed yeah. by their owner. I would suggest out of that, maybe 20 have been towed, towed away. Yeah. So most of the time, it, they're not really abandoned. They're just people who have a chance in their let by leaving their car. Probably untaxed. Untaxed and, and, and MOT, which doesn't necessarily make it abandoned either, just because it hasn't got tax on it or MOT. There's several criteria, which um, I'm sure we've talked about before, but we will definitely talk about in a future episode. So keep your ears peeled for that. Okay, the next thing, alphabetically, is dog fouling. Well, I think dog fouling. I think, should we go for 80 on dog fouling? You're very close. It's 94, 94, 94 reports. Yeah, that's not bad. And they, these always, of course, increase in the winter. They do, when people think that um, they can get away with it. Well, well, also, of course, people are walking their dogs under streetlights. Um, yes. You know, not going... Not going over the fields and stuff. Spaces where it's no. too dark. Cause... Which is still no excuse for dropping your dog poops if it's over a field, obviously. But it's obviously more noticeable, I suppose, if it's on a pavement. Um, yeah. But we do get out and about... Um, Early mornings with various patrols we do. We do. Some... And we have got the new public space protection order we have, yeah. in place, which happened this year. Absolutely. And just a point on the patrols, we're not always um, uniformed. Sometimes we're like um, undercover. So you, you just never know. The next uh, reports... Category. Oh, category, yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of the no, word. that's fine. It's fly tipping. Fly tipping, the big one. I'm just trying to think about, you know, every morning logging on and seeing how many come in. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go for 190. 246. Oh, I was way out there. I mean, some of those, they're individual reports. So some of those... Maybe two or three people may that's have That's exactly what I was thinking. The same, the yeah. same incident. But, you know, that, that's how many individual reports yeah. we've had. Uh, and the, the vast majority of those, we go out to investigate, don't we, to see Indeed. if we can find anything about who may have done it. Sometimes we don't. Just, if, you know, if it's a, a tyre, you know, well, a tyre's a tyre. Um, or whatever. I mean, we like... We, we definitely go out to all the ones that are sort of household absolutely um, rubbish because quite often there is an envelope or a letter or, whatever, or yeah. something with a name yeah. and address on it. And, and then a lot of the time they are from people who have had someone knock on their door and um, they've said, we'll get rid of your rubbish for 20 quid. So what should you always, always do if that happens? You should get, you should ask where your waste is going to go. You should. You should get a receipt yeah. um, and make sure that you know who you are actually paying and that they've got a waste carrier's license. Absolutely. And transfer notes for the waste need to be obtained as well. Because if in one of those fly tips we find your name and address and you paid a man in the pub 20 quid to get rid of your stuff, unfortunately, even though the man in the pub's done the fly tip in, you're going to be liable because it's your name and address we've got. Unless, of course, you give us the name of the man who's done it in yes. the pub who you've given the 20 quid yeah. to. I'm not just saying it might be, you know, it could be anyone. I'm not, you know, saying everyone in the pub's dodgy. <laughs> well, it depends which pub you're It depends you're which pub you're drinking, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next category, which is graffiti and fly posting. <laughs> graffiti, that's going to be quite low. Um, 
I'm going to go 15. Very close. It's 18. Yeah. Um, you know, we're lucky in this. Just we don't get a great deal of it, do we? I mean, we get the odd yeah. tag and yeah. stuff. And we've got, we've got some excellent graffiti removal yeah. um, products that we use. So if it's little bits of graffiti, we can often go out with our gloves on and, and do it ourselves. It the, the another thing to remember with graffiti is though it's actually quite a limited area of um, like places that we are actually liable as accounts to do it. So if it's on, um, you know, like the BT boxes and stuff, that is down to BT. Um, you know, the electricity substations, that's obviously down to the local energy provider. Highway signs. Highway signs, yes. Highways, are you listening? Yeah. Um, that's obviously highways, unless they're street signs, which is us. And it's very complicated. It is very complicated, yeah. And um, private property is the owner of the property. And then fly posting, that's an interesting one too, because we do allow community groups to advertise their events with posters on lamp posts as long as they don't go up too early and as long as they're taken down straight after the event. Yes. And they're not on crossings obscuring traffic, the view of traffic. The view of pedestrians. Pedestrians, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. It's uh, we don't get many reports. We don't know. No. About Again, you know, I think that's a, but you know, more of an urban thing, isn't it? And we're quite rural, as we know. Yes. Um, the next category is litter. Litter is going to be a lot higher, um, sadly. So I'm thinking two twenty. Yeah, not not too far off. It's uh, two hundred and fifty four okay. reports. Now sometimes people report fly tips as litter. They do. Um, so they come through to us as litter, but actually it's, it's more a sofa. Than, yeah, it's more than one sack. Yeah. Um, so it, it then becomes a fly tip. So, you know, um, so some of those litter reports will be fly tips. And that can, litter reports can be anything from broken glass on the pavement to uh, a lay-by that's got lots of well, litter in it. People sometimes report overflowing bins to us as litter, won't they? Yeah. Yeah, and um, and I was actually there on a lot of the new developments. That's down to the developers to look after the bins. Yeah, not us. But I always report it, and we will point you in the right direction. Next category is needles and syringes. Needles and syringes, yes. yes. Which is going to be again, thankfully, very low. I'm thinking less than less than I go less than fifteen. Seven. Seven. Yeah. So. We've been out, had seven reports, so as soon as the needles and syringes are reported to us, we will go out with a sharp spin and protective gloves and and um, Pickers, tweezery, tweezery things to pick things them up. That we pick them up and we, we just get rid of those and um, obviously put them out of harm's way from anybody else. And then they're um, dealt with safely and um, properly. And the final category is untidy front gardens, which oh. is... Our favourites. Yeah, so this can be overgrown hedges. It can be somebody's garden's a mess and you live next door to it. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> so how many? Um, 60. 58. Oh, that's my closest <laughs> yet. Close. My closest yet. And, so, you know, sometimes the, these can be really difficult because what one person chooses to keep in their own garden or how they 
choose to keep their guard and yes. can very much differ to somebody else's opinion. So yes. we as officers have to go along, have a look and make a... Sort of, um, what's the word? Uh, and um, I was going to say informal, but it's not informal. We have what's to the word? A, a, a judgment. Yeah. There has to be a fair judgment on an unbiased. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if you've got a big tree and it's overhanging your garden, you're allowed to cut those branches off if they're hanging over your land. As long as you return the branches to the person. Apparently so, yeah. Mm. But, you know, we get all sorts of reports about untidy land. And, you know, it's not nice living next door to something that might be untidy. Quite often the houses are empty, yeah. aren't they? What we would always suggest if um, the house isn't empty is give the neighbour a knock. Ask them if they don't mind trimming their hedge or whatever. And it might be that they, they physically yeah, can't. They can't and they can say, I'm sorry, you know, I've got a bad back, whatever. And then perhaps you can say, oh, on this occasion, would you, would you mind if I did it for you? Or, you know. So yeah. I was trying to chat to your neighbour. Let's let's you know keep it friendly if we can. That's always a way so forward, in, isn't in it? In total, Dan, um, yes, that's eight hundred and sixteen individual reports that have come through to the CPO team. Very good. That's not bad, really, is it? No. We're busy bees. And the other thing that happened in twenty twenty two. You put me on the spot now. We haven't talked about this. What are you going to say? Give me a clue. I'm just going to talk about another piece of kit that we've had for in 2022. Um, at our disposal to use. Ah, yes. Are you talking about the um, CCTV that is removable? That's correct. Oh, that was lucky. <laughs> That's a quite a handy bit of kit. So, what 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 do we do with that? Yeah. So we've we've got. Um, it's, it's a bit, it's quite good actually. We've got a couple of cameras, a few cameras, and we're like a battery power bank, and we can put them in to places where we can't normally put CCTV, yeah. and we can affix them to trees, hedges, yeah, hedges, posts, lamp posts. And then, interestingly enough, we did put them in a lay by in Malvern District, and we, we did. actually caught somebody. Removing something from the rear of their vehicle and um, leaving it by the side. So we got a fly tipping. Um, FPM, fixed penalty notice. From that, didn't we? So that was successful. We did. Yeah, that was good. Um, that, that was, a, you know, proved they can be very useful. Uh, you know, for rural areas, they're, you know, gateways, etc. And we try and keep them moving around so they're not in one place for too long. So that is very nice to know. Any big plans for next year, do we think? We were talking about what we might be doing with littering. Well, obviously, we will continue to promote... All the excellent work we're doing so far. All of our different projects, like Green Dog Walkers and Adopter Street. And uh, But the one thing we are looking at next year is to look at a litter charter for the district, okay. which is going to be targeted at um, businesses and shops and... The general sort of thing is is about their carbon footprint and how they keep their local area. So, are they what sort of packaging are they using? Okay, make how, sure they're eco-friendly. How are they making deliveries? If they yeah. make deliveries, um, are they can they keep the their shop frontage clear of litter and okay. debris and cigarette nice. butts and the gutter outside their shop? So, clean up the outside of their shop. Are their windows clean? If if they meet all these sort of criteria. 
um, which we haven't, we don't quite we know quite what they're going to be, yet. but we will. Um, they'll get like a a green tick in their window okay. or something like so that. So it's good for say, them to sort of show yeah. that they're interested in the environment and their environment. Yeah. Okay. And then hopefully that will smarten an area up because Excellent. everybody will be looking after it. Brilliant. So we will more, most definitely do a podcast about that in the new year when we've decided exactly what the criteria are going to be. Yep. Excellent. So that sounds like a, a good place to end off. But just before we go, in um, the honour of end of year type lists, could I have your favourite TV programme of the year? My favourite TV... I'm going to have a guess, but no. Oh, no, I... I'll say, I'll say if I'm right or wrong. Well, it was... It was. It actually started the year before the first series, but the second series was on this year. Well, that's and that acceptable. Was, okay, it was The White Lotus. I was correct on that. And if you didn't see it, it's worth catching up right from the first series um, because it's excellent. Yes. Mine was um, The Outlaws, which was about um, some guys on community service in Bristol, which is a comedy, which, again, was the year before the first series, but the second series was this year. And I'd also advise you catching up with that. It's very good. Um, what was your favorite? Well, I forgot what my other categories were. What categories did I say? Um, TV, uh, favorite book. Favorite book. Now, again, this this was written bef- not this year, but I read it this year. <laughs> well, that's all right. So, and it was where the crawdads sing. Where the what? 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 Crawdads sing. Okay. It's also a film. It's been. In, it was in the cinema, sort of probably September time. Oh, okay. Um, it was a, a book by Delia Owens. Honestly, if you want a good read, oh, that's an amazing. Well, is it like a sort of um, thriller or? It's a murder. Oh. Um, it's set in America. Okay. Um, which I I don't. My, you see, my interest no, has dipped slightly yeah, already. Mine too, because I don't. I like to read UK authors. Yeah, you yeah. know things that I can understand. But actually, this is the most beautiful book, and. You've just got to read it or okay. watch the film, I guess, now, because the film's out. My, my book, slightly different, it's um, Energy Systems and Sustainability. Now, is that related to your coursework? It, yeah, right? so cause I'm doing an environmental degree at the moment, part-time. Um, so that was some of my reading, which, as boring as it sounds, actually very interesting, uh, learning about energy systems and obviously very important going forward in the future. But on that subject... Yes. Um, you know, we... We look after the environment in terms of doing enforcement and education and and all that sort of stuff. And we we really care about how sustainable we are as people Absolutely, yeah. and and how what our carbon footprint's like. And interestingly, both Dan and I this year have had electric vehicles. EVs, yeah. So we're both both currently driving an electric vehicle, which is obviously reduced our carbon footprint massively yeah and um, getting to work i love it i wouldn't go back to a if possible wouldn't go back to a, a, a petrol car or a diesel car it's just so much more fun to drive responsive yeah yeah it's not been the best in the cold weather i have to be honest it has definitely taken a little hit on the battery life but now it's a bit warmer again it's, it's fine it was only when it was really sub-zero which was a couple of days really wasn't it yeah it definitely affected my mileage a little bit but I've not had any range anxiety, really. And you've done a few long trips, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It's um, no problem at all. Different way of driving. But, you know, it's it's great to think that you're doing your bit. When you're talking about that, as well, you're looking at solo. You've got had a, 
quote you're getting solar aren't you for your house yeah yeah so we've um we've paid our deposit and we're we're having eight eight solar panels and a battery right, hopefully good. installed in the new year excellent i'm just trying to get some quotes at the moment um there's a bit of a backlog because everyone seems to be wanting to get on it what with the energy prices going up as they are so that'd be perhaps we could do a little thing about that as well Maybe. in the new year. who Maybe. knows the yeah, absolutely anyway finally um album of the year for me it was a Welsh artist called Helen Love, and the album was called This Is My England. Love it a bit. I love it a bit. No pun intended. Very good. Sort of, I don't know, sort of pop, punky pop type music, I suppose, if you're interested. But check it out. And yours, Jude? Mine was probably 17 Going Under by Sam Fender. Very good. Another good singer-songwriter. Yeah. Not necessarily my cup of tea, but I do appreciate him as a good song or singer writerist distist so that'll do for our um brief yeah. wrap-up of the year <laughs> um so we'll take this opportunity to wish you happy christmas and a very happy new year um if you have been listening thanks very much if you haven't been listening you won't hear this so it doesn't matter uh yeah anything to say to you <laughs> no just see you uh, in 2023 thanks for listening bye-bye, bye-bye.